0: how could a narcissist not love me? Do you ever have that question? Is that something that plagues you at times? Have you invested so much love, so much care into another person and they just walked away? They just made you feel like nothing and they just disappeared. And oftentimes that question resonates in people's minds of like, how could that person not love me? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it by being the founder of Raw Motivations, uh, the creator of the Narc App, and your guide in the 45 Day Challenge. If you want to hear more about narcissistic abuse, inspiration, motivation, please subscribe. What I want you to understand is when you're in those moments of like, wait a second, I love them so much. How could they not love me? I first want to like validate and have you understand like you loved a lot. The love that you had for that other person wasn't this fake love, it was a real love. Even though you were loving someone that, does, that seems fake, that seems like, wait a second, they actually aren't the person they said they were, your love and your emotions were 100% real. But when you look on the other side, you're like, wait a second, it doesn't even seem to match up. It seems like they're, they're void of love. And it seems like I'm discounted because of everything that was going on. Like you start to question a lot of reality of like, wait a second, what's actually true? The thing you have to understand is with a narcissist, there's an idea and an aspect of love that's going to be completely different of yours. So for me, a big aspect of love equals control. Growing up, I started to get through the idea of that love with being with someone else, that love, that high, that peace was an aspect of how much I actually had in their life, of how much actual leverage and control I had over a different person. You know, so for me, it was something that how much I engaged with them, how much I knew about them, how much I like controlled the things that they did or said was really, really important. Now, I want to give you like a glimpse into that. We'll talk a little bit about, more about it here in just a minute, but I want to give you a glimpse into that. When we talk about narcissists, sometimes people say, narcissists, they just love the best they can. Like, they just have their version of love, and like that's the best you're going to get, okay? Well, if that's the case, then if you want to ascribe to that thought process, then you just have to lower your expectations, be with someone who doesn't care about you, and magically think it's love, okay? But a lot of times what's happening that people don't want to acknowledge is narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder, how it's interacting with another person is extremely transactional. Of like, what I give you, I need to make sure I'm getting. Or what I'm putting out there, I need to make sure I'm putting a small investment into you so I can get a big return. Very much looking at people and looking at different things happening in their lives as being like, hey, this is very transactional. Like, I want to get something out of it. As a result, most narcissists will view people as objects. People as meant to be able to serve you and to be able to get what they want from that person. So for me, in the workplace, like a huge aspect like in the workplace was people were just a number. Like they weren't weren't really people, they weren't really people that I would invest in and as I had to learn about personalities and learn about teams and I had to start putting together this investment into other people that felt weird and felt odd because it wasn't something I wanted to do. I just wanted to pump out the numbers and be like, look, this is what we got. I didn't want to really invest in other people because I didn't see any purpose in it because they were only meant to serve me. And so as a result, reducing people to objects of like, hey, that asset goes here so I can get this, so I can do this, whatever it might be. You see, when the aspect would be like whatever you're putting in, like nurse is like, I want way more out of that. Okay. And and as a result, it ends up treating people like objects of like, hey, like this is something that I just did. You need to respect me. Like I came home today, so you should respect me. Like I pay the bills, so you better give me sex. Like I do this. And it's always like an idea of like the, I lead it, the ego leads it of like, Hey, I did all this stuff. So you owe me. You owe me because of X, Y, and Z. That was been my thought process for a long period of time. Like I came home. Like, I didn't go out and, and be with someone long-term. I was just with someone for the afternoon, but I came home. So that means you should give me what I want. That's how screwed up the thought process was, okay? So like, if I do this, then you do this, okay? Looking at every different thing of like, hey, this is a transaction of I want to get what I want in the moment right away, whatever it might be, Okay. Oftentimes in this transactional, like back and forth, it's not really what people would put as a definition of love. Doesn't seem very loving of, you know, this back and forth, this transaction piece. Okay. And a lot of times people get like the idea of like, oh, like that's, that's maybe just the best that they can love. When in reality, what they're doing is they're just reducing their worth to deal with that kind of love. Okay. I heard a phrase one time that someone said to be loved means to be fully known of like starting at the basis of like developing honesty with another person to develop emotional intimacy to lead to that big connection with another person. But oftentimes when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you don't really know who you're talking to. You don't really know what's going on on the other side because there's not that honesty, that transparency, that vulnerability of what they're actually feeling and experiencing. And as a result, any intimacy that's there is typically just sexual and it doesn't have that emotional level to be able to actually build a connection with another human being because of the fact that you don't know who you're dealing with. You see, when it comes down to it, all people can't love another with ego in the way. Like, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if you're a narcissist or you're not, if you're coming into a relationship and you're saying, I love this person, but I matter more than you do, typically it doesn't match up to people's definition of love. You see, like, people can't actually get to the place of engaging with that love when they're doing behaviors that are just about themselves. So for me, and my definition of love was about control, my definition of love was about that interaction of like, this is what I get out of it. And as a result, I couldn't actually experience any level of true love because my ego was in the way. I was coming to the table being ego and have an entitlement and being like, this is what I deserve. So why is this not working? But now realizing that my love, what I was putting out there was not love at all. It was just my version of it, my skewed up version of what it looked like and how I put it. And as a result, people can't really engage with love when they're lying, when they're cheating, when they're abusive, when they're manipulating, when they're coercive. There's not that aspect of being able to have that love and that connection with another person with the ego, the entitlement in the way. Like I mentioned a couple of times, narcissists have a very skewed version of love. It's very like transactional. OK, this is what I get. This is what I give. OK, it's very much transactional. My version of love, like I talked before, was about control, where you are, who you're with, what you're doing, what you're spending. All that aspect is very, very much about control. So I had a girlfriend one time, long time ago. Okay. And I'd gotten my license. I was driving. Um, she finally got the place where she got her license, got a car. And for me, that was a huge moment that I got really upset because it was, it was bringing up shame and guilt, but it was bringing up the possibility of rejection because I'm like, now I'd no longer control this person of where we go, what we do. She has her own access to self to do whatever she wants to do. I lost control maybe rage out, maybe frustrated, maybe mad, ended up ruining the relationship along with other things. But that was like one of the peaks of like okay, this relationship is over because of how I reacted in that situation because I was like, "Oh, but I care, but I want to take care of all this kind of stuff." It was all look good in my mind, but in the end, that love aspect was all about how can I control to make sure that I get what I want and that I have access to what I want when I want it. Okay? That piece that I didn't want to actually acknowledge m- continued throughout all my relationship of thinking that that love was control into my marriage. And then when I didn't have that control, would go find other places like all that kind of aspect. Like love for me was control, transaction. It was entitlement. And the thought process behind that with a lot of narcissists is the idea of the other person in the relationship or other people in the world are meant to serve them i have talked about sometimes like the God complex or the idea of narcissists viewing themselves as being the best ever to be able to hide from their insecurities of guilt and shame and the different things that are inside. And as a result, they project a big image of like, I'm the God of the universe. I'm the biggest, I'm the best, I'm the brightest, all those different things. And as a result, you should give me. Like, you should give me what I want. You should give me what I expect. That automatic compliance, as it talks about in the DSM-5, of being a different characteristic of, hey, I expect that entitlement, I expect that compliance piece to happen right away because I deserve it. Okay, this is like the ego piece that's like massive. And as a result, this ego piece that's in front of the narcissist can't get out of the way to actually engage an aspect of love. Because when you think about it, an object typically doesn't matter. Now, yes, we ascribe like value to different objects in life, but when it comes down to it, the narcissist treats people as objects and they don't really matter. The objects don't matter. The toys are meant to be played with. They take people off the shelf, play with them, put them back on the shelf. Like you need to be accessible to me whenever I want you. People are meant to serve the narcissist. That's how a lot of the thought process happens. So walking through all of this to kind of recap some of what I'm trying to walk you through is this is how we get to the place of saying, hey, I don't love you. I don't care about you. Like, this is how the narcissist like flips it off of like, my, like any type of love and affection you're giving to the narcissist or just like, whatever, like I'm done. I'm going to the next person because of the skewed, vision, the skewed version of love, of love being very transactional. And then love also having this idea of thinking like, hey, you're just an object meant to serve me. Maybe you see my video about how like narcissists will call you a toaster, like different things like that, because like, that's the idea of you're an object in the narcissist life to be able to serve them, to be able to pump up their ego, to be able to help them deal with any guilt and shame. So they don't have to do it. They can project on you all the blame, everything else. But that is the idea that people are objects meant to serve the narcissist. And that's how they get to the place of like, Hey, I don't love you. I don't really care about you. It's transactional. It's just something that I want. It's just something that I'm going to get. Last but not least, if you're struggling with this and you're not really sure of like, wait a second, like, is this going? I'm still confused. You might be dealing with a trauma bond. If you're dealing with a trauma bond, I would love to be able to help work with you to be able to help get you clarity and to help get you to process the story that you're believing that is probably based on fiction or fantasy, but not the reality of what's actually going on. I also want to invite you to check out the Clarity Challenge. It's a 45-day Clarity Challenge to discover you after toxicity. You'll be able to come back to the place and break free from the fog, the triggers that are controlling you, that are making you react, all these different things to get clear about who you are and the direction you need to go. You can go to claritychallenge.net. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. If you like what you saw here at all today, then please subscribe. We'd love to be able to interact with you in the future. Thanks so much. you have a great day.